Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 357. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we ask the tough questions. Questions like, how many underwear should you pack for vacation? I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and I'm here to shepherd the great underwear packing debate. We'll also talk about an influencer AI that's trying to be your girlfriend, and we'll catch up on all the news that we missed because it happened after we taped last week. Stuff like Trump's town hall, E. Jean Carroll's case, and George Santos' many criminal indictments. Oh, today's panel is exactly the kind of panel you need for this mid-May debate slash news catch-up slash ridiculous conversation. Um, we have joining with us, uh, you've heard her on the show before, she's creator of, the, of NYT Vows, um, which you can find on Instagram and on Twitter, and it parodies the New York Times wedding section, and it is so hilarious. She's also host of the podcast Two Wick Minimum. Um, I've known her in the comedy scene for so, so many years. She is so utterly delightful um, and gorgeous. You don't know because you're listening to a podcast, but she's also gorgeous. It is the one and only Selena Kopic. Hey, Selena. Hey, Nagin. Uh, so great to, to be here with you. I'm so excited. So excited. Um, also joining us for the first time, but I have the pleasure of seeing this guy perform at comedy clubs around the uh, city. He is so funny. 
He is a writer. He's an actor. Like I said, he's a, an excellent stand-up comedian. Um, that makes it sound like uh, he's a woman. He's not. But that's like the French, French pronunciation. Don't worry about it. You can see him on the Netflix special Tiffany Haddish Presents. You can see him, though, more importantly, in the play that is running right now through the end of the month at the Soho Playhouse. It's called Race the Movie the Play. It has been lauded, and I cannot wait to see this show. It is the one and only Dean Edwards. Yeah, what up? What's poppin'? What's up, Nagin? Good to good to be here with you. Um and and, and us for from me and Miss Miss Copic rhymes with topic to finally meet. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Yes, so exciting to have you both. Also, I want you guys to know this weird quirk of the French language, which is that comedian in French means actor. Mm. Um, oh. French people, that. do you still do it that way? Let me know. I'm probably going to get a lot of messages about this one thing I just <laughs> said, but this is my understanding. Okay. Um, before we get into the show, I just want to remind listeners that they can support the show by going to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. We just posted a really fun bonus episode called Success Dumping, and it's with V. Spehar and Mike Kaplan, um, and we talk about the concept of success dumping, whether you should do it or whether you should like stop doing it as much. Um, and uh, there's just a ton of fun bonus episodes of Fake the Nation at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. Maybe you've been listening to this episode maybe for many years. Maybe you've been listening to this episode and you've been listening to the Succession recap episodes. Maybe you're getting two Fake the Nation style episodes in a week. Um, you can get even more by going to patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. Um, um, the bonuses are where, like, the wild shit happens, folks. All right. Let's get into it with topic number one. We're going to start with something light, something airy, something that will delight our taste buds. It's our amuse-bouche. And today, the amusing of the bouche is about an influencer by the name of Karen Marjorie who made an AI clone of herself so she could reach more followers in the hopes of, quote, curing loneliness. Basically allows her fans to, quote, enjoy private, personalized conversations with an AI version of herself. She thinks this AI can be your next girlfriend. Um, I don't know. Selena, are you rushing out to be comforted by this AI social media girlfriend? Oh my, I mean, the fact that she is saying it can cure loneliness, like, I think this might compound it if you're like, I hired a robot friend. <laughs> like, just like, how tragic. Also, the favorite part of this whole news story to me is that she's like, I built this chatbot so that anyone can talk to me anytime, but she could not be reached for comment when MBSC <laughs> reached out. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you were not available for comment. Like, send your chatbot, you know? Like, <laughs> I know. But also, I mean, so Dean, fans are paying $1 per minute, by the way. You, this reminds me of like those 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 number those one nine hundred things back in the day. Yeah. Yes. Um. So one dollar per minute to use the chatbot, and there are currently over a thousand users. Does it surprise you at all that a thousand people are doing this? <laughs> it doesn't surprise me because she's feeding into the the loneliness of the internet. In the vast abyss of the internet, there are millions oh. of people. <laughs> That will decide whether or not you know what, because because it's 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 a brilliant price point. Because most people say, well, I, you know, I got a dollar. She's right. Let me hear what she has to say. And if you do that to enough people, and enough people click one time and spend one dollar, um, to me, it's 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 there's something ter terrible and tragic about it, but there's also something brilliant about it because she's essentially outsourced. 
uh, OnlyFans, right? She's figured out a way yeah. to oh do OnlyFans without so doing OnlyFans. That's a really great way of putting it. That's pretty, yeah, wow. Outsourced OnlyFans. Yeah. That's absolutely true. She's like, let Chat Chat GP do the work for me, but here, let me just put my face on, and 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 people and people are doing it. That to me, that's. I, I, as you know, you, you all know, like I know it's fr- as a, as a creative, as a comic, as a, as someone that actually takes time to sit and craft jokes and perform them. Oh my you God. Know, which is so 2022, by the way, right, to sit down right. and craft jokes. <laughs> right, right. But, but now you actually sit around saying, well, maybe I'm over, maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe I can, there's an easier way to do this. And so when people embrace the new technology, I that I am always reluctant to embrace until after the fact, and then you're like, oh, maybe I should have gotten on this this uh this Instagram thing when when I was still on MySpace and everyone else had moved on, you know. <laughs> um, so good and for. Well- let me tell you guys how it's happening because I kind of feel like this is coming for all of us and this is why. A company called Forever Voices, which is an AI company, developed the chatbot by analyzing this woman's now deleted YouTube videos mm. um, and basically layering them in with the open AI uh, GPT-4, so the chat GPT people software. Um, and that's how they do it. And for people like us, who I imagine all three of us have just a shit ton of content online, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was interesting that the videos that her vi- her YouTube content is now deleted. I don't know if that's related or not. I couldn't get down to the bottom of that, but I was like, that's odd. Totally that the related. YouTube content yeah. is now deleted. Well, well, let me let me let me say this because if her YouTube if her YouTube content is out there and she's also but she which is free but then she has a platform where you have to pay a dollar to uh access her why would you why would you let them have the the information for free so you delete it exactly. all and create mm-hmm. create some sort of demand for it um mm-hmm. i believe i read somewhere she's made so far like $76,000 or something um don't quote me on that but it's in that realm yeah. i don't know um you know in in a short amount of time she claims it's an a quote an extension of my consciousness which you know selena this is something this kind of language worries the um some of the ai ethics people because it makes people think that they're sent behind these programs are you concerned that people are like not understanding what they're getting i wouldn't be surprised if there's like some maybe like lonely older gentleman who doesn't fully understand what's going on here and uh, i mean and i i think i love what you're saying about like sort of the language being problematic and i totally agree i mean because when she says that she can cure uh you know Loneliness. loneliness like it's just such a reductive take. Like, it reminds me so much of Theranos, where, like, it's just like, it's just like you're oversimplifying what the issue yeah, is and you're misrepresenting. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Like, why hasn't anyone ever thought of doing this? It's like, right. well, you, you can't do this. <laughs> like, no one's ever thought of it because you can't. Right. And right. I don't, I find the whole thing so creepy. And indeed, right. yeah, I think it asks like a lot of ethical questions because uh, I think it will confuse people. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to try it before doing the segment. Um, And then I realized that there was, you had to pay money and I was like, right. no, thank you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Okay. Well, listen, folks, we're going to move on now that our bushes have been duly amused. We're going to hear <laughs> from our sponsors in a quick break and then we're going to come back and continue to talk about this grand American experiment. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. (sighs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. back and we're ready with topic number two all right so last week we taped rather early and earlier than normal and then bam a ton of news happened of course that happened that used to happen during the trump administration nearly every week and it was very frustrating so it was nice to have a like a throwback feeling of news happening after we taped so let's just catch up with what america went through last week first up and it i did have a couple of we'll talk about it flashback feelings um, because there was so much Trump in the news last week, didn't enjoy it. Trump had a really shitty, boring CNN town hall. It devolved into mostly lying and name calling. And the substance of the thing doesn't really matter because he remains as substanceless as ever. Mm-hmm. But I guess my main question to the two of you is that um, he sucks. Not a question, but he's also uh, <laughs> he's also the front runner for the Republican nomination. So how are we supposed to fucking cover this guy? Dean, do you have any ideas? Is this should we be doing these town halls? Should we not? What do you feel? I, I, I think the 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 biggest way to to not have Trump in the news. I don't even like say, I usually say Agent Orange, it slipped out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the way to not have him in the news is just not to address him. You know, the, the, we, we've all had someone that's annoyed us um, and you block them on your phone or you just, if, if, when when someone is yelling at you, if a, fool, <laughs> yeah. if a fool is yelling at you from across the street and you go and engage them, you both look like fools. But if a fool's yelling at you and you just walk past them, all you do is get that fool more angry 
um, and they can scream to the heavens, but you just keep keep it moving and give them no power. And I think every time the news cycle stops, regardless of what network, what uh, what pundits decide to to discuss him, I said, well, he won. He wins every mm-hmm. time we do. He's winning right now because we're we're talking about him indirectly. I agree completely. I mean, uh, it's so sad to me how much the media loves him. Like yeah. they love him because he's so crazy, you yeah. know, and they can right. stand in their righteousness and claim like, well, we're just covering him. We, you know, we're the responsible right. media, but he's a crazy one. And it's like, no, 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 you're giving him a platform. And right. I think that town hall was so irresponsible. I think it's unethical. Uh, and you normalize a former president who committed treason. Like, right. this is not a joke. It's not just like, oh, he sucks and he's annoying. Like, no, he, I mean, he's done so much damage to the country and right. against the country. And I just kind of can't believe that he was given a town hall. I think it's so irresponsible. You have to ignore him. Yeah. Um, I will. So I read somewhere that that CNN met the billion dollar mark in, in um, revenue for mm. the first time during the pr- Trump presidency. I believe 2016 wow. was the first time they reached that mark. And... Now they're last I checked they were it looks like they're in the nine hundred and fifty million dollar territory which is oh my god so embarrassing yeah. anyway Poppers. might as well just yeah. shut it all down <laughs> how <plebeians>. disgusting <laughs> um but but I mean how much of this is about CNN in particular but cable news in general trying to recapture the fervor that people had for Mm -hmm. 24-hour news during those miserable years um and and again i i've said this before um i'll say it again i feel like the country even if they people who didn't vote for biden and and i have some friends and family in that camp are secretly happier that they are not that they don't have to feel consumed by news as much mm-hmm. yeah. even though they hate biden blah 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 right um they think he's the devil something about borders whatever all of that stuff okay i still think there is the net effect of not having to focus on news is positive now the the negative part is this really pesky uh, you know, hundred million dollars <laughs> that CNN is losing or, or whatever. Um, I mean, Dean, like this is so much about money and, and news is about money. It's not, I mean, I wish we were all watching PBS and that wasn't the issue, but how do we square the fact that we get our news that we need? We need news. We need journalists to do their jobs. How do we square that with the fact that this is also gross well well it's also i'll 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 go one step further and say bad news is good for business right Mm -hmm. like and and so someone like agent orange is is wonderful for business because as much as people like to disc it's a it's a train wreck right it's a car wreck it's you 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 driving past i myself include there are times when i say you know what let me just i just if i'm out of country for instance i actually enjoy not having access, immediate access to the 24 hour news oh, cycle. So mm-hmm. wonderful. It's, it's, yes. re- it's refreshing. I come yes. back, my skin is glowing. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm in a if good Dean space. If Dean ever looks like shit, it's because he's consuming too much it, news. It, now we all know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, but, 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 you know, you, you raised the, the valid point that even even CNN that's that's anti-Trump knows he's great for business because they're going to whatever he puts out 
We're going to sell it. We're not even going to uh, double check it. Let's just put it out first and then deal with the consequences afterwards. And 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 therein lies the problem. Right. Um, journalism, as as we all knew it, you know, um, you know, say the Walter Cronkite days of 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 good journalism, where journalists took pride in the work and and fact check. Now that era is, is has sort of been long gone. And now it's about just putting out information as quickly as possible. If people people uh, grab gravitate towards it, put out more of it. And if, if we're incorrect, maybe we'll print a blurb later on saying oopsies. But chances right. are we won't. I so in the in the way that like he, he's he is the Republican front runner. Like so he is running. This is happening. We do need to know about it. I my pitch to all of the news networks, and I know that they listen to me, <laughs> is that that everyone, even though we know that you know Nikki Haley isn't going to say crazy shit in a live event, I think we just make a blanket policy that there are no live events with candidates. That everything is pre-taped, mm. so that. They can do proper fact checking, cut away to to the fact checkers, whatever they need to do. There's elegant ways of doing it. They've done they've done elegant ways before with Trump, um, and and just make that a blanket policy for everyone, even though it's clearly mostly just for that one fucking guy. Um, because otherwise, and I and I just want to say, I will buy you all CNN um, three drinks. <laughs> To make up for the hundred mil, <laughs> so if anyone wants to take me up on that offer, <laughs> here I am um, at Fake the Nation. Hit me up, Fake the Nation Podcast at Gmail dot com. All right, let's move on um, to E. Jean Carroll. So she sued Trump over sexual assault allegations from an incident that was over twenty years ago, and she was able to bring the case against him because of a one year law that allows survivors to sue their assailants after the statute of limitations has run out. So it's just for this one year that these cases are allowed to come forward. So a lot of old cases are are, are coming um, to the fore. And a jury found Trump guilty of sexual abuse, not the greater crime of rape, but of sexual abuse and defamation and fined him $5 million in damages. Um, Selena, what did you, what'd you think? I was very happy that day. You know, I mean, I think I had some conversations with friends around like the difference between the sexual abuse versus the rape claims and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which is a little bit hairy. Um, but I know, I mean, as a survivor myself, I don't know, watching anyone face justice for sexual assault is pretty mm. fucking sweet. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. uh, pretty effing sweet. Um, so no, yeah, yeah, you can curse on okay. the <laughs> And, you know, I mean, especially like uh, over 26 women have accused him of sexual assault or rape. So like, hey, one win, okay, 25 more, to, you know, like I just, relative to all of the trauma he has unleashed on so many women, this is a drop in the bucket, but I, you know, I'm so impressed. E. Jean Carroll is so brave and to relive her trauma from years ago, to be great, you know, raked across the coals by the, like, uh, you know, by him and by his followers in the media, mm-hmm. I give her so much credit. And uh, I don't know, like, I will take any wins I can get. Like a friend of mine at my local bar was busting my chops. It was like, who cares? He's going to skate by on other things. And I was like, let me have this. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like I will take whatever wins I can get. And this right. I think was a win for people who are not monsters. <laughs> I concur. I, I also like the fact that everything that he's said in the past kind of is, is um, coming back to bite him. Um, in the behind, you know, we we all saw the video of him saying to Billy Bush, and it's like there's levels to creep them, but then that yeah, you know, you just gotta grab them by the. And I'm I, I'm a man, 
But as a man watching that, I was like, well, this is this kind of feels kind of sticky, you know. And (laughs) so for someone to to someone who had to not only endure this guy, but also had to see him um, bragging about it, you know, in in the public eye and having, you know, many people, many women co-sign and say, well, you know, boys will be boys. Um, you know, th- this this was a this was a wonderful moment um for, for women, for women that, that are survivors, for humanity, really, mm-hmm. because because it it shows there is some some justice. You know, we don't we in this country, unfortunately, we don't we don't always get to see justice uh play out because of statutes of limitations and so forth. But in this particular moment, I think I, I turned on the news that night before I went to bed, which I normally don't do because I like I like looking good when I go to bed. <laughs> um, but I turned the TV on and it was on and it said Trump. And I said, oh, I said, you know what? Good. I exhaled. Yeah. You know, I feel this. I mean, so I've said this before. And, and w- one thing I read from um, Christina Cotarucci said this on Slate. She said that one of the things that was great about this, whether or not it kind of does anything to the larger Trump like movement, this in this one particular instance, it's, quote, a permanent official conclusion that will follow him for the rest of his life. Right. And I think that's really nice in the sense that and I, this is like a thing that people have said on and off for the last six years or whatever. But I I love to also say it. No man is above the law. Like mm-hmm. it sucks. The number of things we've had to witness that have made it seem that, yes, there is one man who's above the law. Right. But like, mm-hmm. no, he's not above the law. He has to go to court. This may not affect the, move, the the MAGA people. It might not shake their commitment. I do, I would like to say, and I'm curious about your thoughts, that there's a couple of housewives um, who are also working moms <laughs> um, in, uh, you know, uh, Tuscaloosa and uh, uh, Westchester. You know what I mean? Who are like, ah, I wasn't going to vote for that guy again. But like, I don't know. A sexual, because so many women have have had similar experiences in Mm, their past. mm. This Mm -hmm. is a hard thing to overlook. It's a hard thing to just like, well, you know, you know. Um, So I can picture this affecting the vote of some people. Hopefully. Yeah, I certainly hope so. <laughs> Hopefully, oh. because, I mean, because how many how many people voted against their their own personal interests by voting for him in the past? You know, oh, yeah. and so um, people, you know, unfortunately, we I think sane people see this and and think like you do and hope like my, myself and and Selena do that. Yeah, maybe this will be the the straw that finally makes people say, okay, maybe I should rethink this or maybe there's another side to it. But unfortunately, we all know that there are people that are going to say, oh, they're, they're, this, this is just a witch hunt, uh, which is why, I mean, he, he's, he's emboldened to get on social media and then say, you know, they've had it out for him. And the people, the the people that follow him respond to it and say, yeah, yeah." (laughs) you know, unfortunately, you know, and so I, I hope it changes even just a small, sometimes all you need is a small percentage of people. Yeah. Just some, 
some ladies out there who are like, ah, this is uh, over the line. Right. Um, also hilarious, he defamed E. Jean Carroll again in a CNN town hall. So she could theoretically sue him again. again. Oh, my right. God. Uh, so fun. Just right. fun. Common all sense right. ain't common. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let us move on uh, to George Santos, um, who has been charged with seven counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, two counts of making false statements to the House of Representatives, and one count of theft of public funds. <laughs> um, these are none of the crazy, fabulous, like talented Mr. Ripley lies. Uh, but they were crimes nonetheless. And so Santos pleaded not guilty and was released on half a million dollars bond. Um, I personally uh, feel between Carol's winning the case in these charges that it feels like a, a news week of like, oh, I'm not taking crazy pills. Like things, you do things that are wrong, yes. right? And then you fucking have to pay. Like you then have get indicted and shit sucks for you. Right. Like um, they're being held accountable. Um, what, what, I mean, what do you think of this general, like just George, the George Santos of it all? Let me say, uh, what are things that will get you in trouble with the law, uh, Alex. You know, that's what it seems like. Yeah. like it's, it's <laughs> be, because we, we've watched Santos sort of just run amok for, I mean, honestly, it's a microcosm of what we're experiencing, the sort of euphoria we're experiencing with Agent Orange, right? Yeah. Is he, you know, pretty much the same playbook. Yeah, you know, I'm going to do crazy things and no one no one can call me on it. Well, actually, yeah, you can. And and you broke the law and you don't have the same power uh, and position that the former president had, um, nor the same money that he had to hire these lawyers to to spin doctorate, right? And so, yes, you're, you're going to, you're going to have to pay the piper. By the way, being indicted doesn't on its own lead to his removal from office. <laughs> Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, Republicans would have to do the right thing. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, don't I, hold your I, breath. Yeah. The, several House Republicans have actually called for him to step down. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, it most, but mostly the leadership has made it clear that they're just going to let the judicial process play out. And, you know, the, the slim Republican majority means that they need his vote. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is it just that we're stuck with this until a court says otherwise? Is that your gut? I, I mean, it seems that way. Also, did you see the sort of uh, bizarre, hilarious, spontaneous press conference that he did right after he was indicted? And then he like walked outside and the press was all there and they were, you know, throwing him questions. And, you know, I was like, do you not have a lawyer who's advising you? Because you shouldn't, you know, like you should not be talking. But it was so delicious because they literally said they were like, because he committed, you know, he got unemployed. He committed not PPP fraud, but he got uh, unemployment benefits while he was dry. Uh, he was like time, millions. He was, well, he was, yep, he, uh, yeah, he took that. And he was at the time earning a salary of $120,000 from an investment firm in Florida. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah. So some of the press asked him about, about it and he's like, well, you know, it was hard to, I wasn't sure. It was hard to keep track of. And it's like, I'm sorry, every other Friday I get paid and you better believe, like, I am waiting for that money to drop. Like, right. I, I, I just can't imagine <laughs> the claim that you're like, I don't know, $120,000 a year? Sometimes it's it's there, sometimes it's not. I don't keep track, you know? Like, what right. are you talking about? Also, well, this is a guy that was, like, getting kicked out of his apartment, right? Yeah. Like, he was he couldn't pay his rent up until very close to the elections, right? Like, this wasn't something that was, like, you know, a, a, a distant memory. Um, he also 
also the, the other fun thing is like he falsified financial disclosure forms related to his congressional seat, which is it's just so interesting because of all of the forms to falsify, you know, like I understand if when you're signing signing up for your Sephora Beauty Insider, <laughs> you lie about your age. <laughs> Because you don't want corporate Sephora to know when you were born. Like, I get that. <laughs> but this document is going to Congress. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is a very... And he, he claimed that he drew a $750,000. This is why I got confused. You're right. He was getting $120,000 from an investment firm in Florida, which in itself was known as a Ponzi scheme yeah. firm. Mm. But he was drawing, he claimed to be drawing $750,000 of salary between $1 and $5 million in dividends and between um, $100,000 in a checking account um, and between $1 and $5 million in savings. All of these numbers, he just made them up. And it's funny because I'm like, <laughs> who are you making it up to? Exactly. Like, who to are brag? you trying to say? Are who you are trying you to date the <laughs> disclosure people yeah. in the House of Representatives? You don't want them to know? Like, oh, this God. isn't a hinge profile, guys. Right. Like you don't and need usually, to do all this lying. Usually you go the opposite direct. You know, if like anyone that has children um, in college, you know, or even in schools where the kids you want to get financial aid, you go low. You don't oversell yes. it. <laughs> you undersell it. Yeah. Yes. But honestly, he's just Free a stuff. life. Like he's a lifelong scammer. Like I think it was yeah. New York Magazine months ago had an art uh, a piece by an old roommate of his. Like. This guy, I mean, he's like Trump. He doesn't know how to just tell the truth and be real. Like, it's right. literally, he's like allergic to just normal behavior and being honest. Like, he can't right. do it. It's bizarre. Right. All right. Well, let us move on to topic number three. We've all been waiting for this moment. The important to- topic. Oh, I honestly exactly can't wait to topic. discuss this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, this, what we do on this show is we talk about the issues closest to the American heart. Um, so today, <laughs> we're going to tackle the great question. How many pairs of underwear should you pack for vacation? Now, this question came up because Dr. Jen Gunter had it, this question. She posed it on Twitter thusly. You're planning a 14-day trip, and the opportunity to use a washing machine may be limited, so you are washing things in the sink. How many pairs of underwear do you take? Dean Edwards, I put it to you first. How would you counsel Dr. Gunter? Uh, I would counsel Dr. by saying, if if you bring less than the allotted days, you're nasty. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. I, as as a as a as a comic that works on the road, I just I was I was out of country for two weeks. And so when I'm packing, I almost want to pull up my list. Um, my packing list always will say, bring, if it's 14 days, if I'm going two weeks, even though I know I can do laundry, I'm bringing at least 16 to 17 pairs of underwear. Um, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe 12 to 13 of them are, are newer. And then the last three or four are the laundry drawers. The discards mm-hmm. that my wife is like, why do you still have these? But you bring them just in case. But if you bring less than the allotted days, for, first of all, who wants to scrub drawers? I don't want to scrub boxes. <laughs> I don't want to scrub. I don't want to. This, this is not the old west where I get a, a rock and a, a stream, and I'm just beating my under my boxer briefs <laughs> up against a stone. I want. I want Whirlpool to do the work for me. Right. 
Um, Selena, what is your position? I agree with you completely, Dean. Um, <laughs> I am a proud overpacker. I would rather have too much stuff. Exactly. And, you know, is a dance party going to break out and I need this cute little skirt? Like, I will always overpack. Right. But especially yeah. women's underwear is so tiny. So small. That, like, that's what struck me in this whole conversation. It's like, if you're going to scrimp on anything, like, yeah, maybe you could only bring one heavy sweatshirt or, right. you know, like, shoes, you got to be careful. But, yeah, I always pack because I wear thongs. Hey, not to get too spicy. Hey. 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 Um, but, so, I, so I pack like a thong for each day, a couple extra thongs, and then granny panties to sleep in. And that's always <laughs> my whole plan. But I agree. Like, I don't want to be washing my underwear in the sink. Like, I mean, you know, if you absolutely, like, I, I don't know. I, if I need to wash something in the sink, like, yeah, maybe a, a t-shirt that I wear under stuff or a, you know, tank top right. or something. But like, undies they're so teeny yeah just like put them in your shoes and pack your shoes you know exactly that's exactly now, where they go mm-hmm. we're t- we're, no that's exactly right we're okay so first of all also the other thing that i've also learned is that the the baggy that is in hotel rooms that put that you're supposed to put ice in it in the mm. bucket that bag is for dirty underwear. Oh. <laughs> you take the bag, oh, you put your dirty underwear in it, and then you put it in the front pocket of your suitcase where you like yeah. pretend like it doesn't exist until I, you get back. I, I, same uh, same mm. thing. I I every time I go to the bodega around the way and um, they give uh-huh. me a little black bag, those black yep. bags go black right bags, in my luggage. Those black bags yeah. are yeah. for dirty for underwear dirty and underwear. socks. Absolutely. Um, I want to say now to, uh, we're taping on a Wednesday. Um, tomorrow's Thursday. I actually have to fly to Chicago to do Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And I Show will off. be... <laughs> Guys, that's public radio. Um, and I will be packing for one night. Now, on a one-night excursion where I know my situation, I know I'm going to be staying at a hotel. I know, like, there's very few unknowns to what's going to happen. I even... Even though it's literally one night, I show up wearing a clean pair of underwear. So like, there's not, I don't have very many needs in this less than, I'm there less than 24 hours. Right, right. Um, I pack still two pairs of underwear. Same, same. You never know. You never know. You never know. Now, and also, what if you put one on and you're like, you know what, this isn't the right mood and you change it to the other pair. So So I have that. Now, what I think is interesting is that... We do a lot, comedians, we do a lot. We also do a lot of one-liners, but like Dean was saying, he was out for two weeks. This is a 14-day trip. Now, I have also been in a situation, shout out Anka, whose restaurant is called Lemon Poppy Kitchen in Los Angeles, and everyone should go eat at it. But me and her have done some really long, like several week-long trips where we didn't pack 30 pairs of underwear. We, in fact, just packed 10 and did do some sink washing. Look, I'm not proud, <laughs> but I also did it. There be there be there comes a point, even when the underwear are small, that thirty feels like too much. What say you? I think thirty is. I mean, thirty. Look, if you have thirty pairs of underwear, uh, I commend you. I mean, I, I definitely do. Yeah. See, I I don't, but also I I wear boxer briefs versus versus Selena's right. uh, thong per day. You know, <laughs> thong a day keeps the doctor away. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But but um, I to me, if if I if I know I'm going to be gone for a long stretch, essentially I'm doing at least two weeks worth, 
and then I will find somewhere to do laundry. Whether it's I, right. I usually will right. if, okay. if if it's the hotel and I'm only in the hotel for three days. As soon as I check in, I'm like, how quickly can can I make sure I get these tomorrow? Not the day I'm leaving, but nice, the next nice. day. Just right. just uh, you got so but you got to plan ahead. So you're planning whatever happens. You're operating on a two week um, availability. Yeah of supplies exactly. situation. Exactly. Uh, commenters on this post use the term pack and release, which I didn't realize was a term, oh, um, yeah. but that's the idea of like taking the old draws and um, throwing them out, you know? <laughs> which I kind of love. I mean, but the, the fact of the matter is I keep underwear in my drawer that I have no interest in ever putting on my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just... I'm not sure what they're doing there specifically. They're adding cushioning for the other underwear to be comfortable <laughs> when they're sitting in the sitting in the drawer. I don't know what they're, I'm they're, doing. They're with the those. pillows for the other underwear. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. You always need a second string, you know, like not yeah. all the underwear can get their egos and know exactly. that there are the like front ones, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, right. They're there for ego. Um now and then she found what after she posting this that they're basically people were broken up into two main camps. There were people who brought a pair for every day, and then there were minimalists who think that five is plenty for a five days for a fourteen day stretch. I mean, these may be the people that are also like don't have pillow underwear for the rest of their underwear. Like these Clearly. sound like Marie Kondo types yeah. who are like, these underwear no longer give me joy. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so I think I, I've i never been that good. I'm trying to be that good, but I've never been that good. Um, now, here's my, my kind of related travel question. We'll end on this, which is, now, Selena, you talked about you're a, you're a classic overpacker. And yeah. I respect that. And I, and I, my tendency is towards the same because you never know when you're supposed to be cute. Exactly. You just don't. And so I am also no, an overpacker. I have friends that will fucking like murder someone if if they think that they're that they should be traveling on a carry on at all times. Oh my goodness! Oh. Never check. Never check luggage. Oh, the the brawl between checkers and non checkers is real, and yeah. I know that I have lost friends because I'm sorry. I <laughs> I I usually I usually check my luggage because you know what I hate. Everyone wants to be a non checker. Everyone wants to carry on, and now too many people are all carrying on, and now they all have to check at the gate, so it's the same exact thing. And yeah. I know that maybe you're saving twenty five dollars or thirty five dollars, but you know because you're not officially checking. Yeah. yeah. But it just yeah. seems like such a kind of crummy way to work the system and meanwhile i'm like i just openly check my baggage and right. you know and yeah i overpack but i don't know and then at least i'm not like fighting for the you know space um right. about you right. know like the overhead compartments like oh there's no room for me to even put my jacket because everyone and their brother refuses to check i hate that and, and that's it, yeah. the problem that's yes. the, to me the the problem is okay you're not you're not checking luggage. Don't get mad when you're you're attempting to squeeze your your thirty pounds of luggage into an overhead that's only going to hold twenty pounds. Exactly. And then I, who might only have my backpack, and I put it up. I'm six foot four, so I need the space. Um, if I put my bag up, don't don't. How dare you have the audacity to say, "Is it possible for you to no?" But but also the way to to stop that is. Find an airline that you that you prefer. Fly it all the time and 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 get the uh, get, get the your free air miles. Whatever. Get the free mm-hmm. get the freebies that go with it. I I I 
I am amazed that I have so many friends. One of my good friends, uh, Ian Edwards, he to this day, he I just spoke to him yesterday. He's like, yeah, I um I gotta fly to I don't know DC tomorrow, so I'm probably gonna get my ticket tomorrow. I'm like, what are you? You're <gasps> waiting until the day of or the day That's before. Wild. That's, That's correct, but but a lot of people, a lot of people travel that way. For me, wait, so I, he's because he thinks he can get a deal, or well, he's he, just like yeah, casual. He he, I, he 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 uses one of those sites that oh. if the tickets aren't purchased, uh, that um you yeah, can get yeah, yeah. deals at the last minute. Oh, I yeah. am not, I'm I'm like you know what I need. I need at least uh, comfort plus and better, right? And yeah. and if I if I get my tickets early enough, chances are automatically with my status, I get upgraded to comfort plus, so I have leg room, and chances are I'll get upgraded to to first. I can't. I'm I can't. not. I I don't. I'm not emotionally strong enough to use those sites. Like I need a little yeah. bit oh, of yeah. no. And what's going to happen? Right. What I'm going to do? Oh, I know. I also want to say, like, in defense of your position about checking your luggage. Um, Selena, I would say there is a particular elegance that that you feel yes. walking through the airport terminal right. without yep. the rolly. Right. And I encourage everyone to feel that elegance yes. On, yes. Their ne- on their next vacation because there is like to not schlep in that way <laughs> right. is so it makes you feel it's wealthier. Oh yeah. It makes yeah. you feel younger. Yes. It makes mm-hmm. you feel like there's more collagen in your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all deserve it. Yeah, oh, I know. You're not exerting. You're not exerting oh, know, yourself, dragging something. Uh, if if anyone that flies through JFK um, Terminal Four, you're you're walking a mile from from TSA to gate number thirty or forty. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, get, yeah. you're getting your ten thousand steps headed to your gate. So, yeah. what better way to do that than in, in luxury and style by not by having free reign to let your arms dangle. Oh, I love yes. it. Yeah. I get there, I unload my giant luggage and then I'm roaming, you know, and I'm going for a glass of Sauvignon Blanc before the flight. <laughs> I'm eating, moving nice <laughs> and easy. And hey, there's an elegance. It's an, there's oh, it's an elegance. Lo- yeah. And then also the lie that they're like, but then on the other end, it takes forever to get your bag. No, it, it doesn't. Like it really it does doesn't. Like yeah. Minutes, yeah. Right. Come on. All I mean, right, how, folks. Yeah. Weigh in. Let me know. Where do you stand? What are you packing? And are you checking when you do the packing? Mm. All of these questions I have for the people of Fake the Nation. All right, folks, that is the end of the show. And before I hear from you on where listeners can find you, I just want to thank listeners. Um, for the Apple reviews they've been leaving. Oh, my God. Yes. You guys, Mama D15 gave us five stars, wrote, li- like, listening to friends. They wrote, I've been listening for a few years, and FTN has become one of my top three fave podcasts. I love the laughing and learning from each episode and look forward to its release every week. Nagin was such a comfort during lockdown, and hearing her baby in the background was so identifiable as a parent trying to work from home with kiddos. Each episode feels like I'm listening to a friend. I could I can't, I couldn't do without. Thanks for all the work you do, FTM team. Oh my God, thank you so much. What lovely reviews have been coming in. I'm so I'm so moved on a personal level. Um, but here's the other thing that reviews do. Um, they help people find the show. So it just mm. kind of helps with our personal bottom line here at Fake the Nation. So don't forget to leave a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to shows. Um, it really helps the show. But what I would really love is for the people out there to be able to find the wonderful work that, the two of you do Dean Edwards where do they do that um you can you can follow me on social media at I A M Dean Edwards uh like Instagram is my main one and everything gets sort of funneled out to that 
Um, you can you can check out my special on Netflix right now. Tiffany Haddis presents They Ready season two episode episode six. And right now, um, I believe we have seven more shows. Um, Race the movie, the play, which is a spoof of uh, of White Savior. Um, Oscar bait race movies from Green Book to Drive Him Miss Daisy to awesome. uh, uh, Django and The Help. Um, you know, we're spoofing all of these stories in, in this amazing award winning play, Race the Movie, the play, playing at Soho Playhouse right now until the end of. Uh, end of may 27th and we just got extended they just uh told us that they want to extend us so we might extend for a week but we've been selling out if if you love uh if you love to laugh and also maybe learn and and have conversations that that you might not have otherwise um please come out and check out race the movie the play um, so inc- I've heard so many amazing things about this show, uh, and and it ha- literally has won awards. You should go see the show. I know a lot of listeners live in New York City, so do not miss this opportunity. But for the rest of you out there in America, check out his special. Yeah. Um, Selena, where do people find you? Yes, on all my socials are just my full name, S-E-L-E-N-A-C-O-P-P-O-C-K. Um, I do, I'm dropping episodes every two weeks or so of Two Wick Minimum, my podcast about candles. It's just hot light candle conversation it's very silly it's very soothing two wick minimum t-w-o wick minimum um and then yep and then nyt vows uh which is twitter and instagram where i mock wedding culture and wedding stuff um yeah so that's everything and dean i'm so excited i'm planning on i'm hoping to go to your show on saturday night because i've heard such great things about it yeah 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 no i'm i I appreciate that zelina because it the show is it's a it's um it's really a word of mouth piece that Mm -hmm. that comics it's it's been the the response we've been getting from audiences but specifically comics that have been coming out saying yo this is this is so good man so i'm i'm very proud because i'm also a producer i'm not only star but i'm or one of the stars but i'm also one of the producers on the on the uh place so it's uh it's yeah i'm I'm super excited and i look forward to uh you coming out and and again i hope you get a chance to come out and and enjoy it as well Oh, my God. Absolutely. Folks, two-week minimum, the podcast, a light discussion of candles. Um, everything Zelina does is so delightful and funny. Um, and, again, uh, Dean's play at the Soho Playhouse. And you can you can hear me on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me this weekend, so check out that episode. Nice. Um, I'll also be at Tanglewood on June 22nd with Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Um, so if you happen to be um, in, uh, in, in the Berkshires, uh, we're going to be doing a, a Wait, Wait show at Tanglewood on June 22nd. So that'll be super duper fun that is one of those crazy cool kind of outdoor venues um, that I've always wanted to do so I'm excited to be doing it um, otherwise I want to thank everyone who makes the show a possibility our wonderful producer Andrew McGuire thanks to Gabby Alter for writing our terrific theme music and thank you to everyone at HeadGum for making the show a possibility if you have any thoughts um, you can find us at Faith the Nation podcast at gmail.com again that's faith the nation podcast at gmail.com don't forget your succession recaps go on for another two weeks they those drop on mondays and we are taking ideas for additional recap shows that we could be doing in the future so hit me up if you have any other uh, recaps that you think we should be doing um we're getting a lot of crazy and varied votes so um i'm so curious to hear your thoughts faith the nation podcast at gmail.com um and otherwise we will be back in your earballs next week That was a HeadGum Podcast.